Welcome to the Thursday Show. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody from the grainy, grainy south of the world and the, yeah, the wastelands. And, and Alan Pajama Pants, how you doing? I'm good. I'm not in witness protection. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. This Gotta is keep the my head Thursday down. Show. On the Frontline Gaming Network, where we're going to talk about the upcoming events this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about the list you're going to see. We're going to talk about the list we uh, we hope, the win, or at least we expect to win. We're going to talk about maybe some things that are flying under the radar that might make an impact this weekend. I'm excited. We're going to talk about specifically two events happening around the world. The first one we're going to be talking about is the SN Gibraltar's GT, put on by some fabulous folks, fabulous terrain in a scenic location. I'm excited. What do you guys know about this? What do you think about this? I am a big fan of these guys and what they do. They've carved themselves out a really, really special niche in the community where they have these premium invite only events where they just put on like the, one of the best shows you'll ever be one of the best tournaments you'll ever attend. I've heard people firsthand who've gone to their things and just been like, I can't wait to go back. It's really become like a, an event, a, a thing you look forward to every year where they're getting an invite to an SN um, Gibraltar event. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting event, 64 players. And there's some interesting things to talk about here, but Alan, what are your, what are your thoughts, brother? I was just curious, is this an invite, this one, or is this one open? I, I don't believe this is an invite one. I think they have their um, their super flagship invite ones, which are capped at, I think, at like 30, 40 players. Uh, this yeah. isn't open, but they're still playing on that super beautiful, gorgeous tables. Love them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought the same thing, because I think I applied to the invite in October. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was I was turned down. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe soon you can you can get it, get over there. We'll put it in there for you. My application was like, I, I I do really well at Adepticon with painting and displays and stuff, and I will literally make any army you want in any way. And they were like, nah, mm. we're good. Nah, bro. <laughs> sounds, sounds a little too I, hungry. Uh, maybe this so guy for, needs to get some reps in. So for me and us in Australia, we get this decision where, like, sorry, guys in, in my, well, who, guys who play WTC in Australia, we're like, I can go to SN or I can go to WTC. And you can't usually afford to do both because that's like a $12,000, $15,000 commitment to try and do both. Um, and what are you going to do? You're going to fly to freaking Gibraltar and back just for a weekend? No, 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 no. That's Look, just stupid. If, we do what we do for the game, right? So let's go down some quick and dirty stats here. We got nine Drakari players, five Admech, one Necron, one Sister, five Dark Angels, six Death Guard, four Custodes, 22 different Space Marines, you know, over, over a third of the field are Space Marines. Mm. Yeah, it's actually interesting that so 64 players and 22 of those 64 are taking some version of the, you know, Emperor's favorite boys. But it's interesting to see the breakdown. There's a lot of different ones here. There's some Ultramarines, there's some Crimson Fists, a lot, of, quite a few Iron Hands, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, I had a look at those lists and I didn't see anything that slapped me in the face as overtly um, popping out. But where it gets interesting is they still have that Drakari Paul hanging over the crowd. In the last couple, last week, we saw for the first time Admech being the most prevalent uh, faction at an event, but this one still holds true. Drakari still holding the top spot there um, by a fair different, by a fair margin. Like Nick one down is like the the Death Guard at six, Admech at five, and Dark Angels at five. So there's still a, a bit of a percentage difference there. Yeah, I like the shakeup. Do we know if they're are they requiring like a higher than normal painting standards because of how everything else is, or is that only the Invitational event? This is pretty much open i'm not sure i i think this is pretty much open as is my assumption i, I can't actually I, I shouldn't speak out of term i don't know that for sure uh but my assumption is that they don't have the crazy extreme hobby requirements that they usually do but i do expect them to have higher than you would expect elsewhere yeah i was when i looked over the lists i uh you know i was under the impression that 
it was more of a, a little bit more of a casual event, not mm-hmm. as a high competitive event. And I, you know, that's just the impression I got maybe a little bit more yeah. hobby focused than other events mm-hmm. with, with, an, with well, obviously a focus on competitiveness. And then I got to a certain list and I was like, Oh, this guy, <laughs> he didn't get, he didn't get the memo. Like this guy, no, he, he didn't nah, get the email. Nah. He wasn't on yeah. it. He wasn't yeah. pumping those brakes when he was writing his list. No, uh, what is interesting no. is I think I think that this is actually quite indicative of the culture that exists in Gibraltar. Is it really is a very hobby focused because of the prevalence of SN, the influence that they have and that they've had over years. Um, a lot of people don't chase them out of there. They play what they love. They play their one or two factions. They build extremely beautiful, gorgeous display boards and tables and armies. And so, but when you see the borders open up, it's interesting to see if people adopt or don't lean into that kind of concept, that kind of culture. And there are a couple of lists there who did not get that memo whatsoever yeah when i was reading them i got to a point where i saw that meme of all the be- dead seals like just cut up on ice cubes just like oh, hundreds me. of dead seals just like dying bloody and like there's just yeah so murdering them you do get you do get these events out in the wilderness especially when you've had guys ultra competitive guys just chomping at the bit waiting to get back into that into that bigger ocean out of those small ponds and there are a couple of players here who have uh you know represented their country at wtc level events there's a couple of players who are very high in the rankings there's wtc winners here um and these guys are playing lists and i don't think they're going to be stopped i think it's one of three people are going to take this out do you want to break down any of those those lists or paul have you got anything to add no let's let's look at the list let's, and i also want to emphasize the fact that even though that the people may be taking what we consider uh, or at least some lists that are non-template you know you still play the missions you still score points and you still proceed Mm. through the tournament and and there are ways to to excel even with maybe some uh some unconventional list choices well yeah so first up we actually have one of those and this is the top ranked gentleman in attendance that isn't all that indicative of where the strength lies but this is a guy who's been plugging away getting the reps in getting the events and the numbers up his name is uh lewis or louis uh chichon he pl- he's the second placed uh second ranked gentleman in all of europe right now and he's playing chaos now this this is a pretty spicy one we'll get some hot takes from alan but it starts off with a slanesh battalion he has a keeper of secrets he has salaxi hellbane and Celesque. um then he has a big unit of demonettes and uh, three units of two fiends. And then there's a patrol detachment. Uh, this one of uh, another Keeper of Secrets, another Keeper of Secrets, and another unit of demonettes. So, yeah. So this is Monster Mash, Slanesh, run at you, gun at you, get stuck in really quick. Well, uh, look at those fiends making an appearance. So I'm going to just talk about the, f- yeah. the fiends have the ability to basically lock people right where they stay. And they're super fast. I mean, is is that a secret weapon in this event? Or any event, really? Alan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not crazy about fiends for for 40 points. I think they're situational. Um, I I do think locking things in is great, but uh, you know, I'm, the list is just going to have a hard time closing closing the field against some other some of the armies that could be there. Well, we know some armies that are there. It's gonna mm. it's gonna be impossible to really close that field. And even if you do lock some things in, they, they really have a lot of ways around it. I think that's so one of the benefits of, of some beautiful and gorgeous terrain. Like there's gonna mm. there's some there's some terrain on this table that I think is going to allow some of these movement techniques and and these the I say these fast moving units that can hug low profiles that can get in there and sneak around things and potentially cause a lot of disruption. 
Yeah, agreed. I've seen, I've seen a lot of the SN tables. These are things that I scroll through for my own hobby inspiration for tables that I want to see at events. And uh, look, some of them have massive line of sight blockers in the middle, which is really going to help this army in a lot of ways. It's going to help them get out of their deployment zone, position up, and then sling in from turn two onwards. Uh, because what you don't want to do is be, have your hand forced at the top of turn one to go or not go. You want to be able to pick your battles a, li a little bit, especially for some of the, uh, the the more punitive, like, you know, top meta armies out there. There's a couple of Admech armies here, which we are going to dodge. We're going to talk about in passing only as archetypes uh because that's the last thing people want is for us to spend 20 minutes talking about some of these broke ass things in the meta at the moment i think this is going to do when it does well it's going to do really well it's going to smash you to bits and when it's not going to do well you're going to get two turns and have no army left uh, well i want to talk about this fact that there are three keepers secrets in the list and there are two special characters that, that are functionally pretty stout is the way that they are and so mm -hmm. they're going to distract folks if the if those keepers hug the table hang on to the table longer than you expect them to which is a slight bit of luck all those little things that we just talked about are going to be able to get in to the mix mm. um alan do you think keepers are still holding their place as one of the the lichpin uh, chaos units that they have available to them yeah i think they're amazing in age of sigmar they're really fun this book will be a very thematic and very competitive army in age of sigmar very very good you are savage beyond i think measure. it'd be really fun i'm telling you i mean not only would it look beautiful there but it would it would be a, it would be a terrific time in a game that has very little to know well i mean they got a lot of shooting now but not not as sufficient enough to kill kill this army in that game in 40k uh you know the keepers die pretty quick now um i think i think firepower and codex creep has gotten to a point where it's kind of sad it's kind of sad what a what a chicken admec chicken can do well we've got comments in the chat about how custodes you know do very well because they're able to kind of hide in things and i think this army outside of the keepers has the ability to 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 kind of uh maneuver actual uh, maneuvering moving with a purpose is what this army can do which is yeah. what maneuvering is oh, it does. Uh, i mean he built the army really well it is maneuverable the difference between this and custodes though is custodes can survive at range for a significant period of time you can't really shoot custodes dead this can get shot dead and in, die in close combat now i'm saying you time. can't shoot what you can't see uh and i don't want to uh put out uh, or, or not talk about the skill of the pilot i mean as adam mentioned this mm. dude is, is high in the rank he's obviously knows what he's doing taking this obviously taking this list at least i would expect with intent uh and i think that once you add up all those things that this list can do really well agreed now gentlemen there are two other so there are two gentlemen coming through two players coming to this event i think one of these two gentlemen is going to win it this is, this is adam shuin and this, this isn't going to be any surprises we have uh manny chima in attendance from Glasshammer, and uh malik amin rubio both these gentlemen are playing admec and both at what i think are the two archetypes we're starting to see coalesce for admec builds we're not going to go over these lists don't need to because i can tell you exactly what they are in one sentence malik is playing five flyers manny's playing a horde and malik and, and manny's horde is the most horde that i've seen so far it's 140 infantry and then three units of eight service raiders that's the list then that plus buffing characters that's the whole thing and i'm of the opinion that list is going to be unbeatable at this event and it's probably going to be unbeatable almost anywhere it goes that list messes yeah it messes with target priority uh it, it has redundancy across the board you can actually choke things you could really there's there is a the secondaries that that you can uh, basically no-brainer pick with, with that type mm. of thing and and that's that a lot of lists are going to struggle getting through that many bodies uh it, either because you run out of time in the with the round the rounds you just not enough rounds you don't you didn't bring enough bullets to yeah. deal with that kind of thing uh you know or the the buffs of the of the list support it and, and keep it to where it minimize where you can only get a unit or two around who cares you killed you killed 40 
folks, congratulations. There's there's a hundred more behind. <laughs> hundred left. Yeah, exactly that's right. Uh, it's it's going to be tough, but close combat armies are armies that they can they can play the missions a little bit better. Although I'm, I'm mm. I really want to know at least what you guys' opinions are about what can play the missions better than 140 objective security infantry on the table. I don't know what else does. Uh, how do you disrupt that? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you can't even really play the mission against that. That just it, it's going to kill you. Uh, you. You need to have an answer. For those lists right now, I don't think there really is a concrete one uh, for sure. I mean, there's there's obviously things we can talk about, right? We can talk about ignore ignore cover weaponry. We can talk about shooting out a line of sight uh, at range. We can talk about things that have damage too. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of you know mortal wound output is great. Um, anything that does you know those four things and probably a mix of other things you know that are you know unique to certain armies could 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 do some damage. Uh, you know, maybe turn the tides, but you know, the idea of being able to play the mission and, you know, survive, get your secondaries and, uh, you know, get that 45 and try to try to edge out, you know, a 30 or, you know, or better on the primary. It's just not going to happen because just, you won't have models. It, yeah. it, the so, army just moves up and picks up anything it looks at. So when I, when I think, when I look at this list, I see the, the full evolution this is the, the we used to have a neato i'll go to some pokemon we used to have nidoran and that was the 120 plague bearers now we have the neato king as the 140 rangers in vanguard it's literally the so, full evolution it's the full evolution so, of that so list of that archetype right now i don't care this is frieza final form if that's that's good that's good too or sell that is the you know, analogy. Could, you know, this is frieza you know. final form it's Super Saiyan 5. No, no, sorry. Super Saiyan, it's Super Saiyan 4 from GT that never should have existed. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I consider GT not a real show. Exactly. Just well, like this super, Admech, super this Admech deck should, shouldn't be super. a real deck. We're covering all super the focus groups. That's, that's right, yeah. I love yeah. Super. All, all, all the, the niches are covered. But this is like the final evolution of that horde. Because that was the thing about the Plague Bears. They existed, they won the mission, but they didn't kill anything. These things exist, they play the mission, and they will rip your absolute throat out in a single turn. They can yep. wipe you off the table. It's absolutely disgusting. So, yep. so again, so what what should people be uh, stacking for this? I mean, we see some Drakari that are still there. You know, do is that is that kind of the answer, or is things like, or, or should we go back to like Gene Steelers and Hormigants and that kind of stuff? It's like, well, what what well, puts the fear uh, in these types send, of lists? Send an email to your local GW representative <laughs> to make changes in legislation <laughs> so that we can uh, we can enjoy the game again. That is the solution. I, I kid you not. That is that is literally the solution. there. The answer, I think, is a little bit more nuanced than that. But uh, with with this, it's aggressive. It's it's there, and it's going to be something that you see. And so, you know, as as we look to these events, like what should be people sleeving up to y'all's y'all's, y'all's TCG analogy to handle these types of things to prepare for it. So the best way. So this is this is the way I find to just you just got to make them not want to push up the board. That's it. And by the, but that, that doesn't get you points. That just stops them from getting points. You're still back at the stalemate. If you ever come out from your secure pieces of terrain, you just die because they've held back. You can't come forward. But the idea is you, you make it such a, you make null zones in the board where if they were to come into it to hold, try and hold the mid board, you punish the absolute hell out of them. And that's why things like Repentious Slinging from the backfield, a lot of people can do it with Vanguard Vets or you know whatever freaking White Scars you want. Drakari do this really, really, really well. Sisters do it well as well. I'm assuming Orcs are going to do the same. I'm hoping in my heart of hearts that Orcs 
are the the problem solver because they're going to be that toughness five. So, but I just don't, I just think the Admech has too many shots. I still think they have way too many shots. A lot of shots. That it's just not going to matter that they're toughness five. Um, and I'm really worried about how much a toughness five orc boy is actually going to cost in this book. Probably more than a Vanguard or a Skitari. I know. Less I can, ability, I know less auras, and less strategy. I can, I can already see that's Thank what's going to happen. They're going to be like <laughs> nine or ten points per boy, and everyone's just going to be like, "Oh my god, why?" <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll 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 see. We'll see what that that uh, that upcoming yeah codex has to offer. But well, let's talk about Mr. Lawrence Baker. This is we uh, we know who is an absolute skilled player bringing Jukari to this. You know, Adam, run down what's in his list. Yeah, so Lawrence, he has won one of these before. He's won an SN, SN Battles um, GT before. Um, he's a gentleman that always gets an invite, I think, because he, he kind of encapsulates the uh, the mantra of that a lot of people want to aspire to. He's a, he's a great player, knowledgeable, entertaining guy, knows a hell of a lot more about the game than he appears, and he's always a danger, especially when he's on, like, the equal best or second best book in the game. I, I think it's the second best book. Some people think it's equal best. He has a triple patrol. First one starts off, uh, Kabbalah Blackheart starts off with Drizar, who is a warlord uh, with Hatred Eternal. One, two, three units of Kabbalites, each with each five mans with a blaster. Two units of Incubi, each five mans as well. And then he has one, two, three, four, five raiders with Dark Lancers. As he has his second patrol. This one is also Kabbalah Blackheart. He has a Super Archon, uh, Splinter Genius, Jin Blade, as you'd expect, Tolerated Ambition. Um, he has a unit of Trueborn, only two blasters on it, not the Dark Lance in addition, which I, I usually see. Maybe that got cut when he decided to add in three more raiders to this but past that he also has two more of those units of cabalites i think he's decided to distribute his anti-tank more than just have one super anti-tank unit and then he's got a third unit of incubi in addition so rounding that out that's already eight raiders and then lastly he has a cult of strife detachment this is his third patrol super succubus as you'd expect um the triptych whip uh tolerant inhibition as well with show stealer uh a unit of uh blood brides uh, with the stratagem for the upgraded Hecatrix in that unit, and then two units of Witches with nothing on. So that's three units of Witches, one of them being a unit of Blood Brides, a Super Succubus, a Drizar, a Super Archon, a bunch of like pinch-hitting five-man Cabalites, and then eight freaking Raiders. I'm a fan of this list. I think this list is deceptively amazing. But what do you guys think? Oh, sorry, a three units of Incubi in addition. Oh, you know, just three units of by hanging out. Just it's an yeah. absolute blender. I like I like it how the special characters have a place. You can kind of sprinkle them in there. And, and Drazar, I mean, is an absolute freight train. With what what, are they, what do they roll in with seven attacks, uh, re-rolling hits and yeah. re-rolling wounds through the warlord trait uh, with a D two yeah. weapon. Fights twice. Yeah, he's a monster. Absolute monster. Yeah, what what you connect him with will will be removed off the table. Uh, someone just corrected me. Apparently, there's nine raiders. Oh. Five. No, I've, I've only got eight. I've only got eight listed in this. Maybe there's one that I got cut off in translation. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a crazy list. It's got so. Uh, and the thing is, like every single one of those raiders has like a, if if a raider just has five five cabs with a blaster and one raider, that can kill a rhino. Those two shots can kill a rhino. That's the little nuances he's playing with with every single interaction he's got. And all the min-max cabalites, it's been a hallmark of him for like three editions. But the new black heart changes where they all get a re-roll to hit and he's min-maxed them to the absolute bejesus, they're going to be really good in this. Yeah. I, Alan, no, I, what are your I, thoughts? I think it's really, really solid army. Very, very good army. Uh, if played mm. if played really well, you know, you could you can skin out a win with this, even against Admech in some situations. Mm. Um, I, I, I want to go back though. You know, some people say that it's an equal tier codex. Yeah, those people are wrong. So like mm. even before the dark Eldar nerf, uh, the current ad is still even more broken than that. So I think I so, yeah. make sure that's super clear. 
Um, but yeah. yeah, I think this played really well. It has everything you need. Like Paul was talking about earlier, what can we do other than emailing our uh, state representative of GW? <laughs> um, you know, you could you could play a KG game. You can try to hide, take as much, take as many points on your side of the board as you can. Take secondaries that don't require you to go on your opponent's side. I know how hard that sounds, uh, but but that's kind of what you need to do. The the what what you can keep out of line of sight, you can keep alive. And if you can mm-hmm. try to trade up. You can potentially squeak out a win. He has enough ma- min-max units to be really cagey with those OPSEC units, get him in the right spot, yeah. take away an objective, one turn, and you know, you never know. It could flip. It's I think it's about so- the delivery of the Incubi and the special characters. You've got to figure out how to get them right where you want them to be to be able to make, make an impact. If they die outside of close combat, then you are you are the game is sunk for you. You have mm. to position them and deliver. He doesn't lose too much, though, Paul, because they're so nah. small. Yeah. All the units are yeah, so exactly. tiny. So even if you what lose the Incubi unit... Oh, okay, no, I mean, if the care, if your if your top performers die before they get to do what you need them to do, then you have a much harder game. You have to get those. It's about I think delivery yeah, of the I, incubi and, and the characters. He's, so he's mitigated that a little bit by having the incubi units small and the and the mm. witches are small except for one unit, the one he's upgrading. You know, his witch, his big witch unit, and his characters are really kind of the the biggest return. But he's got a lot of little little units that he can do. Like like you said, kind of targeted damage. That's exactly what he's going to want to do: targeted damage and be so, in the right spot. Question for you, gents. The um the fallback and shoot for Admech, is that an aura or is that a pick one? I think it's a pick one. It's yeah, it's a pick one. I believe it's a strategy. Yeah, it's a... So Manny's Manny's got seven units of twenty guys. Turn two, um, every single one of his and if every single one of his seven blocks of twenty can be charged by a raider. Every single one. Um and just think about that. Oh, that's what that's how I conceptualize this happening. Um every single one just gets tapped by a freaking raider. And so he goes from being able to wipe you in the turn to having turns two and turn three probably having a null. Yeah. That's gotta be the game plan. If that isn't the game plan, that's everything else is kind of a it's kind of you you kind of screwed. Yeah. yeah, I mean in order to in order to accomplish that, you probably have to lobotomize him before he deploys his army. Yes. Um yeah. you know, and then if he has like <laughs> half a brain, maybe he would make that mistake to allow that to happen. Yeah. Well, so for those at home, I don't want to tell you how to stop that, but it's called the the, the Eric Lathuris patented T formation. When he was playing 260 uh, gaunts, he would make one T out of his gaunts, and then he'd have two pockets. He'd have pockets of, of 30 mans on either side of the T, and then you could only ever engage one unit at a time. And it was just, no one knew how to do it. It was like, oh, I played an aggressive army. Cool, I get to pick up one unit of 30 out of his five units of 30, six units of 30. It was always freaking yuck as hell. Um, yeah. So yeah, there I, are, I, learned that, I learned that move in fifth grade too, yeah, when I was deployed. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. But third. you know, it's just, it's just so, you know, who... Who knows who's listening, Alan? It could be people listening for their first time. They need to know these things. Skitari Warlord trait, programmed retreat in your command phase. Select one friendly Forge World Skitari core unit within nine inches of the Warlord, or select one friendly Forge World core data tether unit on the battlefield until the start of your next command phase. This unit is eligible to shoot in a turn in which it fell back. Tap them all. Tap them all. Tap them all every turn. That's your T unit. That's your T unit. That's your T. That's the T. As Adam has mentioned. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go Beautiful. a hard T. You can kind of go a soft no. T. A you bit. can do a hockey puck. You can do a hockey yeah, stick as well or a nice puck, J. You know? Yeah, nice J. It I mean, if you have too. a really big unit, you can go for a W if you want. Yeah. I don't yeah, like more K. K. You, I've, I've, a, seen, I've seen X's and K's as well. You could do a K. I like K a lot. Yeah. That's like like, that's like triangular pockets if you go with yeah, a K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the, see, all the characters get in the bottom of the K. But yeah, a K might cool. make me kind of hungry. It'll kind of look like a pie. Yeah, it does. And cut yeah. And, slices. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, yeah. I'll leave the Cake. game like, man, I need to get something to eat. 
Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> You're like, you just, just, just yeah. Or watch one of Paul Murphy's Eat a Donut challenges, you know? <laughs> I don't know. More donuts coming. You got to tune into uh, Facebook for that one. It's, uh... So, gents, <laughs> wrapping up our chat about Gibraltar, where do we think that event's going? Look, I saw Manny's list, and I'm like, I'll be surprised if this guy drops 20 points for the event. And he's go- and in my in my mind, he's going to win. Um, what what, what, what I like about this. Tell me I'm wrong. I- I think it's going to be an yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, an easier path. I think for those admec players with the skewed list because of the other things in there. There are, in my opinion, too many things that are going to be able to stop that. It's going to take a little bit of luck or hoping that one of them knock each other out uh, earlier in the rounds, and so that gives a little bit more more uh, play or wiggle room in the top spots. But yep, just as definitely. we said, the right player making the right moves. You, you put the brakes on one of those other lists. I mean, that that's that's kind of the ecosystem of what it takes. Sometimes, you know, there's there's always a bigger fish, but there's also also the right situation. So the situation can occur with die rolling, with maneuvering, uh, w- you know, with the fact that it, we, we play a game where the unlikely happens frequently. That's one of the interesting mm-hmm. things about this. You, you know, we, well, at least we remember anyway, because we, we remember the dice rolls that, that go what super one way or the other. Uh, but I think that this is this is going to be a path. It's the it's the admix to lose right now but there are things there that can help with the brakes on it that's my opinion beautiful I, well, i'm I very well said a, man i think it's a certainty that uh, manny wins so i maybe 12, I, maybe 12 points off because he takes like the new scramblers thing and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it so. legit i if i was if there was odds for this if there was like a you know running betting odds for this you couldn't put many on ma- any money on Manny and actually make any money. Like, no, you, it's that's, not possible. That's you'd have to put like possible. two grand to lose to win a hundred dollars, maybe. I yeah, exactly. Know. Maybe more yeah. than that. So, all right, we're going to jump down to our next event. You want well, to well, one second before we go there? I cannot wait to see the pictures from this event. So I want to see the follow. up oh, I want to yeah. see the documentation. I want to see what is happening from this event. I want to see you know my invite to, the, to the invitational <laughs> version of this event. I want to see that. Like, will they, they mail it to me? Because they supposedly mail you like this really nice box. It's nice. Yeah. Like, hey you're actually important and i was like man i just want to be validated it's been on you know? a great show it is it is always nice to see the the the, the um, documentation of this i can't i'm going to be looking for it this time too what do we got next i think we uh, have, we have the, uh, the chaos what is it the uh chaos storm gt yep. 50 player uh gt five rounder in in indianapolis indiana um don't know much about indiana i hear it's nice but don't quote me on that. Uh, Indianapolis is a, nice. is a cool city. That's where Gen Con is. Uh, and it's it's actually a really cool city. Seems to have a nice little culture about it. I enjoy walking around there for for the convention for Gen Con. When, and I'll, I'll be going to Gen Con this year as well. Uh, looking forward nice. to that. Uh, Indianapolis is, is, a, is a cool town. Lots of cool yeah. uh, places to eat mm. and uh, nice places to hang out. Indianapolis is pretty sweet. There's actually a bar you'd like a lot, Adam. There's a bar with um, a wall that's like painted with chalk. It has similar curtains as yours. And they, they have a list of like 250 different types of Long Island iced teas by the yep. mason jar. So you just get like oh, a perfect. Jar of like a Long Island iced tea. It's pretty awesome. I do so like just to show I everyone that do like if that you're, if you are if you are listening to this, you're missing out on the grandeur that is my curtains. I'm gonna I'm gonna drape this one over myself like a toga for the rest of this stream. Are there some koala bears in there? I have no idea what is on this. It looks Oriental to me. I think it's Oriental. And, yeah, and yeah. next week on Monday, it's like, how did I get hepatitis? I don't know. <laughs> Goodness. Look, when you when you're in victim protection, you just take what you get. All right, you can't <laughs> you can't demand the nice drapes. The, the Chaos Storm GT is a 50 player GT. 
And this this is some gets some interesting list here, or at least an interesting uh, makeup of list. Only one Drakari, two Admech, eight Necrons, three Sisters, three Dark Angels, four Death Guard, two Custodes, two Orcs, eleven Marines, uh, then two Tau. This tournament this is stuck is... in April of 2021. <laughs> good for them. It was, it the was nicer there. I wish we could go back. Hey, guys, you're playing a good edition of 40K. Keep it up. Exactly right. Very you guys glad. are on the, doing the right thing. I feel like uh, this everyone a... in this tournament should come together before the game starts. And I didn't read. Whose AdMech list are we talking about? Oh, is that uh, that's, that's a Serapata's list, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So everyone come together and just vote Serapata out of the tournament. Just be like, hey, guys, yeah. we're all making yeah. an agreement here. No Admech players allowed. It's like in the Simpsons <laughs> where they make a club yeah, no of no barks. No, no barks allowed. No homers allowed. <laughs> They'll have to have one. <laughs> um, so this is such a good spread. I love this spread at this event. I mean, eight, eight Necrons, no one's going to be unhappy having to play like two Necron players in five rounds, whatnot. Three Sisters, two Admech, one Drakari. Like this is, this is going to have some, there's going to be some smiles at the end of this thing. Hey, um, hang on one second. If you're watching live, we're going to go a little bit over time since we started late. We're in, a, in about, uh, what is it? Eight, 12 minutes or so. We'll, we'll, we'll do our uh, Fuego Rapido segment and then we'll wrap it up. So if you're watching live and, and uh, thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for being patient while we, while we were a little bit late. And if you're listening later, uh, this may make no sense to you. So yeah. th- we, we started a little bit late today. Sorry, I just want to jump in and let people know in case they were watching the clocks like, like we did. Yeah, no problems. Um, so yeah, there is one admec list. Do we want to talk about a chance? Do we want to dodge it? Yeah, you can well, talk about Sarah. I mean, it's just not dodging it, but how many times can you yeah. say that a ranger's cool? The rangers are cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a little Look, different. Let's just, it's a little different. It's a, it is, it is. I'll smash it down. This is Micah Sarapata. Um, he's taking Mars uh, patrol first up. He's got a marshal. He's got a manipulus. He's got a unit of 15 rangers. This is a bit of a theme for him because he's got another unit of 15 rangers. Then he has a five-man. Two units of three ballistari. They're very interesting here. Two, two of in each three have auto cannons and only one las cannon in those ones. Uh, then he has two Stratoraptors um, for flies. Then he has a Lucius Patrol. This one has a Calidus Assassin, which is interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit. Then he has a Marshal, another unit of 15 Vanguard, a unit of 13 Vanguard, a unit of five Infiltrators, and two units of three Service Raiders, and then two uh, Fuller Saves. So he's got yeah, four what you, Flyers. What do, think, what do you think about that Calidus, Adam? I think it's actually a very good pick. I think it's spot on. I actually really like it's in there. What do you think, mate? Why do you, why do you think he took it though? Is my question. Uh, I think he took it for the other three armies he's thinking about playing. I think he's taking it for Sisters, Drakari, and other and, and the Mirror. And yeah. it's not only not only does it bottom out the other um, the other front loading um, Admec players who Admec always want to front load their CP. Turns one, two, three, they're gonna they're gonna drop eighty percent of their CP yeah, all the time. That's exactly what I think too. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, um, and then. And then it's also a pinch-hitting little sniper uh, assassin. You can hunt that guy down. There's a lot of four-wound um, characters you can go after that he's, that Talos is not bad at killing. You can try and you know reach for the stars and go for a five-wound manipulus if you want. Otherwise, yeah, just hunt down some dudes, kill people's marshals. Really good. You can also appear uh, really close to folks. Uh, yeah. And so being able to lock potentially lock another unit down uh, mm-hmm. if you're in case you're playing in a mirror or whatever. The the Calidus assassin. I'm so, I'm actually the assassins in general, especially the the ones that can they can forward deploy and cause a, a, a disruption. I think the Vindicator is still maybe for the shelf at the moment, but the other assassins with their ability to kind of get up there and mix it up and cause a lot of disruption. I'm surprised they're not in more imperialist at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that the Kalexus would drop off. The, the, the psychic armies don't have books yet. There's no no surprise there. But oh, yeah. um, 
I actually don't mind an Eversaw here or there. I don't actually, don't actually, I'm not crazy about him, but if you had one in your list, I wouldn't think you're a moron. But I do think the Calidus is in its like prime right now. What do you think, Alan? No, I would, I was, I felt the exact same way. Like make him pay for it. Yeah. I, I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. I like, I like it in there. I also like that he's still taking the Raiders. The, the mm. horsies I've been seeing getting dropped more and more from admec lists that I've been reading. Like, I kind of yeah, still well, think they have a useful, they, they still are useful. I mean, they lost absolutely. a lot of what they were before, but they're still very good. They were broken before. Mm. So I think they're well, much actually like, I was chatting to some of the other war guys and they sold me on big units on like nine mans. Um, and I actually think a nine man is a scary, scary thing when it's scouting up, going straight into your face. Well, this is the thing. The I think nine. So the, the, nine, the nine have the math to actually flip some of these characters over, uh, yeah, whereas exactly right. whereas a three and a five don't. You struggle. You've got to get up there. You hope well, that they misdeployed or whatever, and, and maybe get a charge or yeah. something. But the, but the nine, you start being you start sufficiently threatening uh, four and five wound characters. Exactly right. So the, the reason people are dropping them, I think, to Alan's point, maybe he's on the same wavelength as me, um, in ages gone by, and literally just about every iteration apart from this one, Admech was a defensive army and needed a defensive screen in front of their army. Now they're an aggressive oh, army. They're aggressive, baby. They don't need the defense. They, they, they want you to come at them because they're going to hit you as hard as you hit them. And then they're going to shoot you when they fall back and shoot. And so there's no reason for the service Rays to be there unless they're another alpha damage dealing unit, which is why I quite like the bigger squads. I kind of like them in the mirror too. I love them in the mirror, man. Put them yeah. in front of their other people's um, well, f put them in and make them play defense for you and block off on one screen for their their rust because their infiltrators can't get in. Then your ones get to go into theirs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Really nice interplay. But lucky, uh, lucky for Serapata, he is the token Admac player at the event, so there is no one else. Kr Quinn <laughs> says to thinking about adding a, a Caladius, uh, sorry, Caladius to the Custodes army. Is, is that a good choice? I think that is. I think it gives some yeah. mobility and stuff while they're while they're trying to basically board and look, control and block things out you I, get a little something i i've played custodes a bit as as usually i play them with guard but you always end up with this wonky amount of points left and then you just chuck up all these stu stupid misericordias drop all your misericordias and like one custody guard with a sword and shield and you just get a calendar assassin so you, true. Just get the dude. you just get the dude for free it's not like you're giving up much who cares that's a great point that is a that's an excellent point. And any any time that you you start like making your your opponent make decisions uh, and giving them what is potentially failure points or, or things that can you can capitalize on, and and something that makes them decide how they deploy is is amazing. It's mega, yeah. and assa an, an assassin can do that yeah. if your army is otherwise missing that. It, in the same way, though. Also, I was going to say um, to just finish that thought, though, Paul. In the same way. Oh no, say in the same way that the, that the uh, the Cerberus Raiders can is that when you have that that five, six, seven uh, per squad there that can go up there and potentially pick off a four yeah. or five wound character, you know, mm. you 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 make them maybe shrouded. Anytime if you get a character moved out of position that has an aura, that means that part of the table is not being covered by their aura, and and that may throw off their gameplay. So you want things to 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 cause that in, in a list. I think the advice you should take from here, if you're listening, is uh, don't deploy your characters anywhere where they can be caught at all. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's, see, when, <laughs> when they can ignore the, sh the, the character rule, though, yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes it a lot harder to hide them. And they actually add something. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got two more lists to Who's talk it? about. We are a little bit under the pump now. Um, but so, so I pulled up. I just, 
I just pulled up a random Necrons list and a random Tower list from this event because I wanted to see what they're doing, where they're at. Um, and this is it's good for us to do on this show. We just want to check in with some of these factions that people think are languishing, not doing, not where they need to be. First one we'll talk about is a Necron list. This is Rick Peterson. We just I just pulled it up at random. Um, he has his Dynasty Choices, Circumstances of Awakening, Relentlessly Expansionist, of course, Eternal Conquerors, all that goodness. Single Battalion list, two units of two Crypto Thralls, which means two Chronomancers with Tropic Lancers. He has an Overlord with the Veil of Darkness. One, two, three units of Immortals. Love to see the Immortals now over the over the Warriors. I think the Warriors need to need some decent changes in the meta to come back into vogue. Two of them with Gore Palaces, one with the uh, Teslas. Unit of 10, Sword and Board Lich Guard. Two units of five, Scorpec Destroyers. Um, actually, there might be six. Might be six. Might be six mans. Um, I'm not sure about the breakdown. Two units of five Canoptic Race and two units of three Locust Heavy Destroyers with the Gorse Destructors. Alan, I've, we talked about, um, I think a good mate of ours uh, took this kind of list, this uh, Destroyer Heavy list, this Canoptic Heavy list for a couple of events. And now we're seeing those two put together, the Canoptic and the Destroyer Colts chucked together to try and make something really, really spicy. What do you think of this list, mate? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Canoptic part. So I, I don't like Wraiths that much. Um, you know, the... Mm -hmm. the they need a lot to hit. They miss a lot of their attacks. I think they lost a lot from the glory days of Wraith spam uh, when you yeah. just saw them all with three plus invulnerables and they tar pitted everything. So I think they lost a lot. I'm not a big fan of those guys. Lich Guard, I'm also not a huge fan of. I, I would personally like to see more destroyers in the list, similar to Ben Cromwell's army that we reviewed a few weeks yeah. back at the Boise. For the for the um, volume of shots, or you mean the, uh, the close combat ones? Both. Both. Okay. I like the fast attack destroyers, the, the slinky model. That looks, I don't know exactly what the destroyer name is, but uh, the Affinian destroyers, like that, that, I think is what they are. Yeah, that's what it is. There you go. The spine guys, those guys, pretty <laughs> cool. They got a cool strat. They can go in reserves for free. You can get them a charge in an eight. Um, those guys are really good. I, I think the right, other destroyers are really good too. The other close combat ones, the shooty ones, the heavy ones. I think there's a mix mm -hmm. in there. I think something more like Ben's list. If you're going to go the destroyer route, I would kind of lean into it a little bit. I think this list is trying to do a little too much. Um, it's trying to play all that's aspects. Fair of the game a little bit uh, with Necrons. Mm. I just don't think they do that well right now. Does the Toughness 5 on the Immortals, do you think that that gives them a choice? Like you mentioned these well, being maybe a better option than, than, than more so, Warriors. Well, he's just taking, I was, he's just taking uh, min units. I was, well, I was going to point out, Everything in this army is T5. Everything in this yeah. entire freaking army, apart from the two, the, the apart from the Cryptex, is T5. And he's trying to leverage that against things like all the strength four shots, the strength three shots you're getting from a lot of a lot of different myriad places right now. He's trying to leverage the toughness five. I think he's doing it in a in a, a decent way, but like you said, I think you can squeeze some more out of it. I'm only a fan of one unit of race. If I see race, I see two mans. I usually only so two units of five. I'm like the second unit isn't going to do much one unit's fine because you just slap it in tie people up don't expect it to kill much and just be annoying as a frustration piece i don't mind it but i feel like it needs more shooting as it is right now he's got three units of models two units of locust heavy destroyers where's the where's the like the issues with um with target target um saturation fusion right? yeah it's just like, oh, oh cool i just i just kill the destroyers right i just kill the destroyers turn one target and, priorities and, easy. And, and, and screen and screen exactly i just kill yeah. the destroyers and screen and then all my tanks live the entire game I feel, I feel like Necrons have to commit to a strategy. So if you're playing Wraiths, bring the Scarabs, bring the Spiders, bring the, the exactly, Nightwing, bring it all, bring the Cetan, yep. bring stuff yep. that's like throw it at your opponent, full expansionists and go. And like, oh my God, all this stuff's coming at me and see if you can win the game that way, putting OPSEC units on stuff. That that seems like a, a, a maybe play or you play a more cagey list that's, you know, sitting back and shooting at long range and trying to do the damage output similar to Cromwell's list we reviewed before. I think you kind of have to go one or the other, trying to play both. Yeah leaves gaps in the army what what characters were in the list what what kind of support is uh, he getting out of the hq slot here so just, and an overlord 
Yeah. So it's really weird that the so the Chrono Tendrils. I'm not actually sure what they do because he hasn't taken um the, the Chromanancers. They give the um the five plus invon save, which I'm assuming has been going to be going on the Scorpic destroyers. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's actually they're actually monkeys. They're gonna be putting up banners and they're gonna give five up invons to the Scorpic destroyers. It's pretty the, much the Chrono Tendrils just make three attacks for everyone. So yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Um, so yeah, literally they're action monkeys and they're there to bring the, the crypto thralls, which are better action monkeys, essentially. So yep. they're doubling down. Yeah. Um, look, I don't mind this list. I feel like it could be more refined, but this is better than I thought I was going to, I was, when I started clicking. Is it a random pull? I just random pull. I thought I was going to get like 60 Necron warriors in like a freaking an expansion build. I'm like that day has, that, that ship has sailed. Not only has it sailed, it's been bombed from the other side of the world and it's well and truly on the bottom of the ocean do not do not pull that out thinking you're gonna have a good time right now take 20 if you want and stick them at the back play defensively veil them up if you if you need to any more than that over investment in my mind um, uh, nurgle matthew matthew nurgle uh Stuart reed thanks for checking in appreciate the comments in the chat we really love seeing this stuff we're, we're checking this out while we're while we're uh, going down this these lists you said you had another one adam yeah, one more. This is a, I pulled up. I did the same thing. I just plucked a tower build. I just plucked a tower list out. This gentleman's name is uh, Namon Allen. I'm hoping I'm hoping not pronouncing that correctly. Um, he's got a battalion detachment, single battalion. Again, we're starting to see this more and more. These lists that start getting weaker in the meta start coalescing to try and leverage their CP more and more and have more of them at the start. Uh, this has got Farsight Enclaves, as you'd probably expect right now. He's got an Enforcer Battlesuit um, through Unity Devastation, Advanced Targeting, three Cyclonic Blasters, who's the Warlord with two Shield Drones in addition. Then he has um, Commander Farsight, of course. One, two, three, four, five. Five units of Breaches. Um, each one, some of them carrying, sorry, two of them carrying their own Shield Drains as well. A single Riptide with the Counterfire Defense System and the Super Ion, of course. Um, one small unit of Crisis Bodyguards that have been upgraded to the Veteran Cadre. I believe this is a five or a six man. It's hard to tell with some of the, the breakdowns in Battlescribe, but I'm seeing this as a, a, I'm seeing it as a four man, to be honest. Um, these all have two Cyclonic Ions each and Advanced Target. So this is actually a damage deal. This is a face puncher, um, and they do quite a bit. Then this is where it gets a bit spicy. Three ghost kills. Each one with... Uh, so first one having two fusion blasters, counterfire defense system, fusion collider, and fusion obliterators with two stealth drones, of course, um, and a shield generator for the invulnerable save. The other two also have shield generators, but they have cyclic ions and two flamers. And then he has a, uh, two tetra scout speeders and two remoras to round it out. I, I'm going to go on a limb. I like this. I like this list. I like this build. I, I'm not sure if ghost kills are great right now, but I like how it's pushing things in a certain it, direction. It's a volume it's, of fire. It's like when you, you're yeah. throwing a lot of lead down. And I also like the the pairs. The, there's multiple things in there. There's different stuff to where if you lose one, your strategy's not busted. You got you got a backup for almost everything in the list, which is very similar to what we saw uh, how Richard Seeker played and built his list in the, mm. a couple of months ago well, with that. Also, Exactly right. I was about to say I expected to see a, like one devilfish at the end, and I didn't. I didn't see it, and I thought that was interesting. Um, I think this is might be a little bit behind the meta because I, I look at this and I see a Drakari hunting army. Is that what you see as well, Alan? Yeah, the ghost kills are pushing up. They're hunting Drakari for sure. I, yeah, I'm going to challenge that a slight bit. Is that this tower? This tower army is not behind the meta. I think it's ahead of the meta, trying to come oh. back around. So this event, when there's like one, two Admech players, this thing is spicy as hell. I actually really like this. But sorry, Alan, keep going. No, I mean it's it's Tau. You know, uh, we we, we kind of know what we're what we're expecting to see. Uh, you know, Tau needs some serious modifications. But is he doing the best he can with uh, with the book he has? Yeah, I think he's doing a pretty good army, right? I mean, he's pushing pushing out. He has units that are deploying out outside of the outside of his deployment zone. The list can play secondaries pretty well. Uh, you know, how long it stays in the table, how much it actually survives and how much damage it does, that's all subject to, 
you know, I guess what he's playing against and how the terrain looks, but, but I mean, he is doing the best he can with the codex he has. I, I think it's, I think it's pretty interesting army. So. Yeah, oh. I agree. Um, well, I Artemis, that, sorry, thanks, thanks okay. for those worlds of encouragement. And let me remind folks what we're talking about here. This Chaos Storm GT, 50 players, one Drukari, two Admech, eight Necrons, three Sisters, three Dark Angels, four Death Guard, two Custodes, two Orcs, and 11 various Marines and two Tau. Mm. I mean, this is a diverse field. I think it's anyone's game with the, with the list we've read. And this is just cold opinion here. I'm going to say sisters, take it down. Sisters. Ooh, really? Nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I think I've, they I've... have a little bit of everything they can match. They can, they can hold up to anything represented here in the, in the field. Now that we have not read over their list. Uh, but I think that that codex has the tools to handle it, to excel in this type of diverse field. Look, I can't disagree. I think this is a really well placed, especially with Admech not being super prevalent to go the distance. They have a great game into Drakari. They play stupidly well into a lot of Marines as well. And there's like 11 Marine players here. Um, so yeah, I actually, I wouldn't disagree with that. I'm going to go on a limb though. And I'm going to say an Admech play, a Necron player, a Necron player hits a podium at this event. That's my big call. Uh, Alan, is this your, do you finally, are you going to call Death Guard here? Finally? <laughs> I, I, I actually think there's a couple of I have a little bit of an unfair advantage on this event. I know some people at this tournament. We didn't cover their lists, but uh yep. I think uh I think there's some local people, Gary Frank, uh, you know, Aaron oh, Tyler, Justin great. Curtis, um, nice. all in attendance, Tyler Sansone, uh Daniel Sansone, a lot of guys that I know from the Chicago slash indie area are going. Um I, I would be I would be really impressed uh, to know if anyone has as many games as Tyler with his current list. So I think Dark Angel. I think maybe Aaron Tyler takes this one with Dark Angel. Nice. I Good think uh, I think the lack of Admech gives him a chance. The lack of Dark Eldar gives him a real chance. And I don't think he loses to Necrons. I don't think he loses to any of the other yeah. other lists. Really, uh, I really I, I really look, think his Dark Angel's list is really solid. Dark Angels into Necrons, which is the most prevalent faction at this event, and Dark Angels into the Mirror, into other Space Marines, they do phenomenally well in both those counts. So yeah, yeah. I that's a that's a really good that's a really good yeah. goal. And he's got a really nice mix of a list. I know we didn't cover it, but uh, you know he's got the Terminators, he's got Plasma Interceptors, he's got Grav, he's got a little bit of everything with Azrael with the Bubble, uh, a bunch of Speeders. Uh, you know he's got a little bit of everything. He, he could play the secondaries real well. So I think it's I want to get much sure. Oh, with the names you just sure read out. out. Sorry, go go ahead, Adam. I want to get my chalkboard out because he mentioned Grav again. I'm like, ah, he got Grav oh, into the show. The grav. Bang. Well, <laughs> what I was going to say with those lists that you, the, the names of the folks you just read out, this, this is, this event is going to be a slobber knocker. And while it may be, you know, this, this kind of alternate dimension subset of lists and that we were seeing, I think it's going to be stiff competition. I cannot wait to hear how this uh, turns out. And hopefully you hear about how it turns out on Monday when we start uh, the recap and the shows are coming up on the frontline gaming network. So tune in to those shows. If you don't already uh, that amazing, like that amazing stats center show that I've been watching the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been man. Great. Ah, how great! Only, shows, only, only, just, only ah. it's uh, it's only fans though. It's only fans, guys, and people working yeah, for yeah. frontline. So, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it'll, it'll get to the public soon. You know, like everything that's good, it will get ruined by the mass, mass, mass public. Look, when you when you when you're polishing diamonds, you only want to pack the diamonds in with the other diamonds. You know, yeah. you don't want to put them in with the with the gold, with the silver, the platinum. Diamonds stick with diamonds. So, and we're yeah. polishing our diamonds in the cables that bring Adam his internet. That's why we were late today. <laughs> bang bang bang! Uh, yeah, uh, all, the three uh, the three wallabies turning the millstone in Canberra that powers all our all our internets. Yeah. Uh, I love Apologies being, for the grainy trash, by the way. The yeah. shout out to Blood Angels in the chat. Everything's cyclical. The Blood Angels, we will see them again 
we we know it. Uh, but it's time to move on. It's time to move on to our next segment. Let production cue it up there in the background. What is it? Fuego Rapido. <laughs> Man, that's the best thing we do in every episode. <laughs> that's it. You can leave uh, now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We can pack up. That's it. We don't have anything else. Right. Oh my goodness! Let's get okay, started. Oh, I've lost it. I've lost it. Hang on. All right, we're getting the we're getting everything going. Please hang hang with us. Uh, so here we go. It, once the timer okay. starts, we'll start the first topic and we'll lead off with with, with you, Alan. I, I don't. Yeah, read the read the topic. Should there be a hard dice down? Oh, that's not. That, that was just the dice. <laughs> no, no, there should not Love be it. hard dice down. <laughs> well, that's fine. Finish what your game, you? you silly fools. Stop uh, I think, games. I think there should be a hard dice down. I think at some point, if you haven't finished, the TO should walk over, slap the dice out of your hand, and tell you to put whatever whatever scores you've got on your paper. Don't update them. Too bad. So sad. I'm taking it, whatever it is, and putting it in myself. And then you just get what you get. As soon as that happens, people will finish their games. There you go. I, th- I think that uh, it needs to be consistent across the board. So whatever you do for one table ha- absolutely has to be done to all tables. And so whatever your rule is, uh, that it's that it's consistent across the board. And look, we'll uh, we'll we'll do this. That'll be the open mic topic that we have at the end. We had, we'd set up a special grab bag free for all at the end. In case you're not watching mm-hmm. on the screen, that's what the open mic is. I have now go done this in reverse, and I don't know if production can uh, can flip it. <laughs> keep everybody guessing on this so yeah that's it i I really do think though that you can go with whatever policy you want when the when the rounds over the rounds over but i think you just have to apply apply consistency to every single one to every single table so everyone has gets a gets an equal shot Uh, there we go so i guess let's go on to the next topic well or actually we can do with this topic (laughs) all right all right next one is if you could remove one rule from ninth what would it be Adam, we'll start with you on this one. I would like the, the rule that stops you from tailoring and buying relics and stuff at the start of the game to be gone. I would like I would I don't like that you have to play put all that on your list and it has to stick and you're stuck with it. I loved when it went in eighth edition when you could see what your opponent is taking, see what they're playing, and make some little minutiae choices about how and alter a little bit about how your army is going to play for that battle. I think I love I love that in eighth edition, and I don't like it so much in ninth edition. Alan, what you got? I unfortunately would agree with Adam 100%, uh, but just because we're on a show. We're on a show. I'll pick number two. Number two would be for me, I would remove any scoring mechanism that does not allow interaction. Anything you can score by doing something on your turn alone, remove it. Mm. Just change it completely. Have to be a whole like like scramblers, you have to be in their zone and then Scrambler, be there to start in the next phase. Yep. Yeah, engage yeah. everything. Like nothing, nothing you can do in the game can be done without your opponent being able to stop it. Being able to see it's like, oh, I see what you're doing. I'm gonna try to stop you. Uh mm. change the whole game that way. That would be that would be really interesting. With some of this stuff, but to to actually, I, I agree with with Adam as well. Is that I, I liked being able to roll up to a list. I mean, I think psychic powers and stuff, even like, but so, at what point is it a loading screen? At what point are you slowing the game down? And, and I don't know what that answer mm-hmm. is, but that I did like the ability to have some amount of flexibility to counter what would be to fight let's just not even say counter to interact with with what might be a hard counter list to, to mine or whatever mm-hmm. i did and my my window for that that wiggle room was in, was incredibly small but now that window and wiggle room is is nil and i would like to mm-hmm. see a little bit more uh, of that for the exact reasons that, that y'all y'all both pointed out 
Yeah, at a minimum, well, at a minimum, when you spend strats, you should be able to decide those warlord traits or those relics when you're buying them yeah. from a strategic perspective. At a minimum, maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a middle ground in between where you have to list and you're locked into buying a certain amount at the start of the game, like on your list, you're locked into paying three CP for extra warlord oh. traits and relics, but you you get to pick them when you get to the table. Oh. But yeah, that's it. This is a great topic. This is a great topic. Uh, so when is it too late to ask for a take back? Who's Alan, that? we'll start with you on that one. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fine with, I'm pretty fine with take backs, um, for, for a pretty, pretty long, pretty long period of time, as long as it's reasonable, as long as we can put the models where they were. Um, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Like, it's hard for me to be like, well, if it was in the shooting phase and you didn't ask me until the following movement, um, of, of bottom, like, is that too far? Well, in some games, yeah. If I moved a million things and we now no longer know if it would have been possible to do what you want to do for your take back, Mm. then maybe not. But if if it's easy, if it's like, oh yeah, he's, he definitely was in range. You definitely could have done yeah. that instead of this. No problem. Go ahead. Like, that's fine. As long as Adam, it's what do you think? Um, so I have two modes on this. Um, it depends what, like, if I'm playing in a team's event and it's like an ATC or an ETC, generally my coach has got, and our team's got certain agreed upon things. And that's usually one phase back. If you can, if you ask for a take back and it's one phase back, Ooh, generally, hundred percent, generally hundred percent of the time, I'll give it. Especially if it's a psychic phase. If you're if you're halfway through the shooting phase and you want to go back and do something psychic, hundred percent of the time, I'll probably let you do it. Like literally, I have no reason not to. Charge phase stuff and fight phase stuff is the same. If you forget to make a charge and we're at the end of the fight phase and a whole new charge should have happened and like it was obvious you were going to do it, I'll let you do it. No problems. If you forgot to shoot something and like a whole thing you forgot to shoot and it's the morale phase, maybe not. Um, but generally, if even if we're in the same turn, in your turn, like if I'm playing a casual, if I'm just playing a pickup game, a rock-up game, if we're in your turn, I'm going to pretty much give it to you. And if it's not abs- absurdly, like you're not asking way too much, I'll give it to you. If it's in my turn and you forgot to do something in your turn, most likely, no. I think this is going to be a different answer for everybody that, that as you, because it's all, it has to deal with sometimes this, the moment that you're yeah. in, but I think the cleanest and the, and this, the most that prevents the feel bads is keep it within the phase. If it's all within the phase and you're not out of that phase, or at least you're, you're not deep too deep into the, well, we're out of time in the other phase, then wherever we go. So yeah. who does number two work for? Uh, prune juice. Prune juice is what number two works for. That's what? What? Two works for. What is this question? <laughs> I think it's monster power. I chucked that in. I didn't think you were actually going to read it out. I just chucked it in for a meme. <laughs> I just read what's on the screen. I don't know if it's Wait a minute. Like Paul just always reads the teleprompter? Oh, my God. Oh, my this God. Is, uh, oh, it started out. You need to put this stuff in there, dude. When our Everyone. clock goes to zero... It says dice down on it. And I read the dice down, and that's what that got us the difference. Oh my god. We are uh, sorry. As for anybody who thought we were gonna have a consistent professional uh show thereafter, this is the oh moment god, it went to shit. Literally this, Ron Burgundy. Right. Yeah. You're like you're like the definition of Ron Holy Burgundy. Crap. It's hilarious. It is. This is why oh, I don't script things. This all, everything's off oh. the cuff, and so I got words. Oh, yeah, I'm like, what do you have to Oh dude, uh, Paul, 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 Paul. I'm locking us into something right now. If next LVO, you and I are able to stream in person together, we're dressing up as Ron Burgundy and I'll dress up as another character from Mega Man. Oh the God. entire three days. That's what we're doing. And we'll get the freaking wigs, man. We'll do it. I'm, I'm down. Let's, let's, do let's make it a thing. Uh, favorite Primark and why? I'm leading off and I'm going to use the rest of our time. It's Sanguinius. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you why. 
because he's awesome. <laughs> he's got gold armor. He's got uh, wings. He's got like, with the. He's got. Uh, look at his ensemble. His whole outfit. He's got the leopard print. He's got a spear and a sword. I mean, he flies for crying out loud. Say? Who did you say, Paul? I didn't hear you. Sanguinius. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Who was Paul gonna say? Did you have any doubts? <laughs> I mean, he was explaining someone cool, not a dead punk ass. Uh, that's true. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, he, yeah. Sanguinius carries the weight of the entire Imperium on his shoulders. You know that when it showed up, it's like, oh, we need someone. Who's going to be the next Emperor? And, and uh, Gilliam was like, could it be me, guys? Could I be the next? And they're like, Sanguinius showed up like, well, obviously, this guy is going to be the next. <laughs> That's a really hard question, though. I don't, man, I don't even know who I would pick, to be honest. That's tough. Well, that's good, because I'm going to use the next minute and 10 seconds that's to talk fine. about Sanguinius. No, I'm kidding. No, I will open it up. Uh, Alan, do you have a, an opinion on the best prime on your favorite Primark? Not the best, your favorite, and why? Yeah, I don't know, man. I like I like a lot of I like all of them. I, I really can't pick. I don't know. Maybe Angron, just because I like world leaders a lot. So I like I like his his story of how he basically rose to power as a pseudo gladiator on his home world and like led a whole bunch of like dudes into like being a whole Spot- tribe of fighters. He Spartacus the shit out of that. He Spartacus the shit out of his home planet. And then the emperor came and killed all of them. And he was like, hey, come, mm-hmm. come and be my friend. And he's just like, I will kill you one day. <laughs> I had friends. Yeah. Adam, what you think? What, what's your favorite uh, Primark? Mm, it's hard. It's my favorite Primark. My favorite Primark the lion. Uh, hands down, because he just, he just, he has, he has not a single F to give about anybody about whatever the hell he wants to do. Leave I don't care life. who. I don't care who you are or what you are. I know what I am. I'm the lion. You suck. I love it. He's literally, to, in my mind, he's the closest thing we have. What's the name of Bruce Willis in Die Hard? That's what I can uh, John, John McClane. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a McClane. good guy, but he's like charmingly unlikable. And I love it. Uh, so, okay. here's This is an interesting topic. Your biggest hobby fail. Uh, and we'll, we'll go ahead and start with you on this. If there's something. This is, this is tough. This is... Okay. So. I went and bought, when I was first back into the hobby, when I first back into 40k, sorry, and this was before I even got into fantasy. I played 40k when I came back about seven years ago for about a year, then went to, into fantasy, back then into 40k when it died. And um, I bought six of those fine cast um, broadsides, and then I built them at, at a G-Dub. I put them in my car, and then I went and bought some food from the supermarket. It was summer in Australia. I didn't know anything about uh, anything about fine cast. I came back, and all six of them ruined, completely ruined, melted, all to near liquid, near liquid state melted. It was freaking horrific. I nearly cried because I was a poor student. That was all the money I had in the world. I, I just spent on these like you just returned them. Sides. Just walked back into the store. This is how they were. I don't know. <laughs> I just built them in the store like half an hour before, but yeah, it was uh, tragic. I like was like, oh my god. Alan, yeah. do, you, do you have a story about some display that went horribly wrong or some work that you've completely yeah, evaporated? Yeah. Like what? Eldar ship, yeah, the Eldar ship, Adepticon 20, 2015. We made a we made a uh, eleven foot Eldar ship, a yellow one, Paul. I think you remembered. Had a oh yeah, it was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, and we had it on when I first built it. It was standing on two PVC pipes, one in the front, one in the back, to hold up the whole ship in the air. So it was suspended as it was like flying, you know? Oh, after I painted it, the paint kind of made the foam close a little bit in the openings. Mm. So when we got to Adepticon, we tried to dry fit it again. The pipes wouldn't go in. So I couldn't get the damn ship to fly. We had to put it on oh, a wow. table, which sucked. It really made me mad because we had scenes underneath the ship too with magnets oh. and stuff. Uh, oh, it was terrible. Crap. terrible. Yeah. With, with just 13 seconds left, I think I want just want to I just want to take a, a, a moment to pause and remember all the bits I've lost. 
Just <laughs> all the bits that are probably under this table right now. And salute them. <laughs> that that's that's the end of this segment. I know we uh, we flipped the open mic, you know, for reason nobody knows how that happened. Reasons unknown. Uh but rapido. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are at so the much. end of the show so with these two events i think it's going to be really interesting to, to come back and see if we were right if, if we, we were, were wrong. wrong uh next week we'll, we we will be back this thursday and every thursday to talk about uh tournaments coming up over the weekend lists we've seen mm-hmm. players that we expect to see how we expect them to do and and what's going to beat these things we're going to talk about some of the juggernauts the juggernaut list and then what's going to take them down and i, I hope it's been entertaining to y'all and thanks for participating in the chat and leaving us comments some five-star reviews leaves five-star reviews that's like a completely uh, um, like free way to interact with the show that really helps mm. spread the message and we really appreciate it beautiful love your work gentlemen have a good night everybody Thank you.